Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter or leave Right. Ask me anything. Ask me. And you can ask anything you want. Which is sung more in your house? This theme tune or the Who's the Boss theme tune? Uh, it's the Who's the Boss theme tune. Because I heard, I heard Smokey Husky singing it this morning. So for those of you that don't know, my publicist has this horrible hold music that the first couple bars are the exact same as the theme song for Who's the Boss. So they're like... You know, like Polaris PR, one moment. And then it goes into like some weird 80s hold music. But I always sing the Who's the Boss theme song when I'm on hold. But we've kind of, the words have transmorphed into this weird song about suicide. So instead of like, there's a time for love and a time for tips, take your chance and face the wind, which we used to sing, now it's take your life in your own hands. <laughs> And we just walk around the house singing bits of it to the dog. Even my husband's like, there's a time for taking your life away. You take your life in your own hands. <laughs> we sing it to the dog. Um, it's a gibberish house, but it's yeah. our home. No one asked that. You just wanted to know. I was just curious because it was the, you were singing that song today. Take your life in your But I constantly have the Ask Eliza song stuck in my head. You know what else is, was stuck in our head for a while was the theme song to my uh, – since canceled uh, late night show, Truth and Eliza, because it was like, hey, hey, oh, hey, yes. yeah, and it was so fun, and I would catch Such my husband singing it, and I'd be like, please don't sing that, please don't speak of the dead, <laughs> like, forget that. Anyway, <laughs> that was a great song though. It was great, great show too. Huge mistake, Freeform. Oh boy, huge mistake, big mistake. <laughs> you work on commission, right? Big mistake. All right, Julia. Whoa. Next question. First question. Quince Queen. Hi, so excited for the next podcast. I would love to know, A, what is your complete nightmare idea of the worst vacation ever? And B, what is the best vacation you can dream up? And what are Blanche's dream and nightmare vacays? Oh, I didn't even see that part of the question because I got so excited about me talking about me fetching about my nightmare of a vacation. Quince Queen. Um, Quince is a very... uh, lovely scented fruit. I don't know if you ever smelled one. I did recently. So now I'm better than you. think of that. Boston City. Quincy? Quincy. It said Quincy. Okay. What, that's so not about All the right. fruit. Um, my nightmare vacation would be the following. Hiking at a music festival that only plays covers of Brown Eyed Girl. And I have no VIP access. <laughs> and they don't allow dogs. And there's p- other people from L.A., Everywhere, because my biggest pet peeve when I travel in other countries is just being surrounded by other Americans, and they all brought their kids, and there are multiple connecting flights to get there, and when I arrive at the hotel, I can't check in. Now, have you been to a big music festival? No. Would By you design, want to you don't like them at all. I don't want to be outside. I freckle. It sounds exhausting. Yeah. I probably only want to see one or two of the bands, and of those bands, I probably only like one or two of the songs. Yeah. It's just a big commitment. And I'm not, like, a chill music person. I would like to go to Stagecoach. But I has- don't understand the people that I'm go sorry. two weekends to Coachella. That's not true. I have been to a music festival to perform at oh, Cabo. Well. Yeah, that's different. Cabo. And that was really cool. You had, like, I a good experience. But you wouldn't, like, truck yourself out somewhere. 
just the idea of like hiking, like, oh, let's go on a hike. We went to um, Sedona recently and it was freezing. It was like 20 degrees and it was snowing. And even the next day it was just windy and this couple came in. We were like eating at the bar and they they looked miserable and they weren't talking to each other. And they're like, we're going to go on a hike. It's the Blackfoot hike. It's 20 miles. And I was just like, this is your relationship? You just It's freezing. One of us ain't coming back. Ugh. <laughs> they seem – they like split a water. They just seem miserable. Ugh. Anywho, that's – what I think is my complete nightmare of vacation. It's all of those elements combined. And I think what it comes down to is just things being difficult. Like if there's kids running around and parents that are indignant, like this is my child expressing himself. Ugh. I'm not doing my job. No VIP access. So like you see all these beautiful people in like somewhere tasty and you're just out in steerage with the rest <laughs> of the chattel. Um and just being surrounded by other Americans if we were in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the best vacation you can dream up? I don't know. I probably, I, I'm easy, so just something cool. Yeah. I don't know. Nobody cares about the dream vacation. They want to hear about the shitty vacation. What would Blanche like? She likes anywhere you are. Blanche's dream vacation is knowing I'm in the same room as her, but mm-hmm. not touching her, mm-hmm. but she can keep an eye on me, and she has, like, a piece of chicken in front of her. That's yeah, it. We were we were alone together the other day, me and Blanche, and she came down in the basement. She didn't sit anywhere near me, mm. but instead of sitting in any of her eight beds upstairs, she's like, I better go lay on the cold floor yep. in the same room Emily's in. I just got to be near someone. She doesn't want to be. Her vacation is just making sure no one's abandoned her. <laughs> but that's it. Scott, what would be your worst vacation? I think you kind of nailed it with that. I hate festivals, crowds, stuff like that. The hiking, all that sounds... Ugh. I like to hike in general, but just the... That sounded bad. The multiple when, connecting flights well, and everything. Because when you travel, it's humanity at its worst, and you are really among the masses. Loud people, people stopping at the foot of an escalator, people just with the worst manners, and you are in the thick of it, on a bus, in a line. These are bad examples of how... of the civitas that we could exercise toward one another. So there's that. Right. Next. Music festivals, they're throwing stuff all over. Like at that fire festival. I, I just, it, it, I, I just, I think of that, I just think I'll be hot. I'm just thinking of me being hot and sweaty and like yeah. not look, and there are going to be women there that have somehow nailed it and they look beautiful. <laughs> I eat one hot dog and I already feel bloated. You know, so it just feels like a recipe for my jeans being too tight and sweating and hearing like, Who's going to be the Pharrell? Like, what am I listening to? I feel like in a previous episode, you'd mentioned uh, you got this whole rooster feathers for your hair. I feel like that's a festival starter kit. Oh. Yeah, I mean. So you were part of the way there. I already kind of like braid my hair and like to put things in my hair anyway. So I could just do that alone and listen into EDM on my Spotify channel. You're festival ready. You're just not buying the tickets. You guys, I'm festival ready. I just don't want to wear all the festival clothes because you guys look like assholes. It's not woods talk. Get over yourself. Okay. But that being said, uh, when you're on drugs, I understand wanting to dress like an asshole. So it's different. It's different now. I'm different now. I'm taking steps. All right. Cheryl. Darren Norian says, Eliza, I find it hard to tell my partner that I need alone time and that I enjoy doing things alone. We do next to everything together, but sometimes I just want to go to bed by myself before they do. Sometimes I want to go out without having to explain where and why. How do I have that conversation without hurting their feelings? Totally. Uh, I set up a meeting with a realtor today without telling my husband because I was like, I think we should sell this house and buy a new one. Mm -mm. Yesterday, he was on a phone call and I went and dyed my hair. You need a little bit of time to yourself. And I don't like the idea I got to run everything by them. Of course, big things like buying a house, that might have been a mistake. But where's the question? I think if you are with someone that you feel you can't have the conversation with or they will react poorly, then that's not the person for you. That person should understand that you as a human maybe want to take a yoga class, maybe want to decompress. And if anything, you'll be reinvigorated to spend more time with them after. But as humans, we're not this mating for life lobster thing. Like, you need your alone time. It is possible, though, that when you tell them, they'll initially feel like a little hurt because I think it's natural. Just like, what? You don't want to spend every minute with me? It's just Just for a second. And then it's like, no, of course. But also frame it like, and you can have that time, too. Mm -hmm. You know, and we'll be so much more excited to see each other than we have something to talk about. Oh, I had this experience without you. So just do it. And if that person doesn't get it, I don't think that I think you should break up with them in a dramatic way in the rain. A dramatic way. Next question. Okay. Get your knives out. (laughs) Get ready. Rain fuck. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
it happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Be winter burn. Once you've managed to cut a toxic relationship out of your life, how do you address it with people who love you Ooh. who think you should give that person another chance? What? Who are these people? What's it to you? Who cares? Is it your mother? No? Then fuck it. I, I can't imagine any friend being like, I know that Stacy was like a bitch, but I really want you to be friends. With who cares? There are so many people out there. Mm-hmm. If someone has upset you and they don't serve a purpose in your life, move on. If people want you to be friends with them, it sounds like a high school question. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like you dealt with, like, a girl that was a bitch, but everyone else is afraid of her. And they're like, you really should give Sarah a chance because, like, she really is a good person. It's like, yeah, if you can't muster up the decency to be kind, then why do I need to give you a second chance? You fucked up. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't. Who are these people telling you to keep someone shitty in your life? Sounds like they need to be cut out, too. Have no friends. Roam the countryside asking for favors and hugs. <laughs> Who cares? You'll see. When you get to become older, you'll see. Nobody cares. None of my friends care if I get a divorce, break up with someone, stop being friends with someone. And the older you get, the more like, great, we don't like that person either. Let's only text and never see each other. Perfect. Nobody cares. Nobody care. Meg.tiff. Hi, Eliza. Your passion for the environment and using your celebrity to speak about so environmental passionate. injustices so is refreshing. So, so I want to ask, would you ever consider lessening your meat intake for the mm-hmm. environment? Or do you <laughs> and Smokey Husky do your best to buy locally raised meat since that is so much more environmentally friendly? <laughs> meat intake. Uh, nice try shaming me, by the way. 
Oh, no, I was just suggesting other things. You can, yeah, nice try. Oh, here's some things you could do if you're not already doing them. This is a big problem with the internet. A couple things. One, we do reduce our meat intake. Uh, we are really big uh, proponents of less and better, meaning don't go buy, you know, a pound of chuck meat. If you're going to go out and have a nice steak, then that, you know, you have meat and maybe don't have it again for a while. But I am kind of grossed out at the fact that, like, chicken and fish is available everywhere in every store. So instead of eating that 7-Eleven sandwich, and by the way, I'm not shaming poor people, and I understand it's expensive, but you should be eating expensive meat. That means it was raised ethically, and it has a less of an impact on the environment. You don't need to eat as much meat as, like, the FDA tells you. So we do that. Uh, I eat vegetarian meals quite often, actually. So we do really try to do that, locally raised, organic, ethic, all that stuff. Um, I also want to put something, in a bug in people's ears. It's not about, we have this weird thing on the internet where it's like, like I'll be like, don't eat straws. They're like, yeah, but you used a plastic bottle. This idea that people like to whistleblow you and Meg.tiff, I'm not saying you did this. I was joking before. On the idea that like, if you're not doing everything, then why do anything? We all can make little changes, and together that will make a big change. So if all you're doing is not using plastic at the grocery stores, which we don't, like not taking that bag or not using plastic bottles, and you don't, you know, always turn off the water when you brush your teeth, it does, it's not like one cancels out the other. We're all trying. So, yes, I, I do eat less meat, and I try to make it quality when I do, and— uh it's all these incremental changes that I think will add up to a lot if we all could just do it and stop thinking that someone else will do it for you. I recycle in my home. I try not to take plastic if unless it's absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. At places, I ask for no straw, and I ask for mugs to stay because they usually automatically give you a to-go mug, a little paper cup. So we're trying, yep. and let's remember that other people are trying too. So don't shit on them in their DMs. Next question. Speaking of lots of as I take a waste, plastic bottle of water, I, I didn't open it. I'm not going to do it. I'll just wait till I get home. I'll just be thirsty. Louisa Hasak, since you get so many gifts at your shows, is there a favorite charity that you'd like your fans to donate to in your name instead of giving you more stuff? People have asked me this. You know, I don't want to deprive people of the joy of giving me a gift. I real and that sounds so bratty, like the joy. But people like doing it. They right. like making things. They like seeing my reaction, and I love that. If you want to pick a charity that means something to you. People often do it for, like, animal charities. Mm -hmm. I'm a big uh, supporter of Cystic Fibrosis Foundation because my cousin has it, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of a boutique disease, so not a lot of people know about it. But anything involving saving the planet, I encourage you. What's that website where you can look it up to make sure they're donating enough? We can look that up. Yeah, Yeah, we'll find it. I encourage you to look it up because, you know, anyone can start a nonprofit and you want to make sure that your money is actually going to the cause. Um, that being said, some causes are so big and they have so many people working for them, it, it has a lot of overhead to make it work. So if there's a cause near and dear to you, anything with the environment or cystic fibrosis, any disease, there, there's really no bad charity. So what I think is touching is if you love a certain charity, donating to it and telling me why you like it, that's cool too. Charity Navigator is, I think, what you're talking about. Is it Charity Navigator? Yeah, there's a few. There's that. There's Charity Watch. Uh, Google, I mean, Google it. Google the charity, and you'll see people talk about how much they actually give, like right. what they do with it. We do this with every charity. I also do this with every product. People often ask if they can send me something, and we vet it because I don't want to take a picture of something and endorse it, and then it turns out, oh, they're actually killing dolphins to make this, you know? Mm-hmm. So it really is important to be your own advocate and educate yourself on things. I love the gifts. They don't go in the garbage. You know, I'm not putting these things back in the earth. I keep most of them or share them. Uh, so that is the answer. You do what makes you happy. Yeah. More Idiot Than Savant asks, what are your thoughts on baristas, bartenders, food service members pursuing a customer, and when does it turn into harassment, asking for a multitude of friends? No, really. Oh, I totally misread that. <laughs> I misread that, and I thought it was, like, pursuing a customer if they're being shitty. No, it's oh, like— Oh, I want to answer my question. Okay. Because— What do you mean pursuing? I, I read that very quickly, and I thought it was, like, if a customer's being rude, like, what do you say? Oh. Because we ate at a restaurant. I'm not going to say the name. Okay. Here. And there was a couple. It was Halloween. Oh, yes. Okay. They were in full—Scott, look at me. Did I tell you this story already? I know it. Full no. blackface. Full 
blackface. Uh, it's a restaurant here in Hollywood. And I don't even like this restaurant. And we went on Halloween. And was I wearing Day of the Dead makeup? Yes. Is that your own form of cultural appropriation? I don't really think so. But I was in a full skeleton face. This was a white couple, full blackface, afros, and everything. And I was staring at them. And I was just like, this isn't right. Like, you can't do that. Of course you can, but it's not right. And keep in mind, it's Halloween in West Hollywood. So not that it makes it better or worse. Were they something specific or was it just general? They were like, let's go blackface. And they an were just black people oh, for Halloween. And so my initial thought, you know, because in my world, anytime I try to do something good, it turns out I was wrong. <laughs> my thought was, what if they're foreign? You know, like in Nordic cultures, they have like Schwarze Piet, like in Belgium. And that's like this black and they don't they don't have race issues the same way we do here in the States. Like we are ensconced in racial issues. So I was like, maybe they don't understand what that blackface is offensive. And that's fair because you don't want to attack someone who didn't know. That's not a great way to get something across. So I followed the girl into the bathroom. I went up to the manager I'm sorry, I followed the girl in the bathroom, and I walked in, and she was outlining her lips with brown pencil, and I- Doubling down. Doubling down, and I said to her, I go, are you from here? Which sounds a little like, you from around here? (laughs) But I didn't say, I go, are you from here? And she goes, and she gave me this toot, she goes, yeah, but I could hear an accent. I go, you're from Los Angeles. She was like, yes. And I was like, no, no one from LA would say yes, you'd say yeah. Anyway, but I could tell she was foreign- And so I walked outside and I go up to the manager and I was like, there's a couple like in full blackface. And there was one other black woman in the restaurant, but she was facing away from them. And I was hoping if I spoke loud enough, she would hear it. But I was like, fine, I'll fight this battle for you. She never saw it. So I was like, here's just me and my husband, just two liberal Jews, very upset about this. The (laughs) restaurant manager was like, we don't know what to do. Why don't you say something? I'm like, because I'm a guest here too. You shouldn't want their business. You reserve the right to kick people out and- they're making everyone uncomfortable. And by everyone, I mean me. Yeah. So my husband followed the guy into the bathroom. And he was like, do you know what you're doing? Like, where are you guys from? And they were from, like, Turkey or Hungary. Oh, God. And the guy was like, yeah. My husband's like, you know what you're doing? He's like, you are about to walk out into a West Hollywood Halloween parade, which is just a bunch of super jacked, strong, like, gay dude liberals like, it's, like, a stream of just, like, drunk liberals, and you're going to walk out there. And the guy, like, just zero fucks given. So either the guy was just indignant or stupid, but he didn't—the restaurant did nothing. So I know that wasn't your question, but, like, I will never forget that, like, that restaurant just very passively was like, yeah, it's just two people in full blackface. I'm just picturing the out-of-context fan photo of you chasing these two black people out of a restaurant. <laughs> in my Day of the Dead makeup. <laughs> Get out of here. She goes, you should say something. I go, I am already appropriating Mexican culture. Yeah. On, you have to say something. line, lady. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Well. But this question was about hitting on so someone. So the question is, yeah, and I've seen this more and more online, people sharing their stories where someone will get— They'll be your Domino's delivery driver, and they'll get your number from the system, and they'll text you later like, hey, I was your driver. Inappropriate. Unacceptable. Stalkerish. I always worry about that with Uber drivers. Uh, I've definitely had that happen. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I I gave you—I I wish for every woman the uh, arrogance and confidence that men possess naturally. Mm-hmm. To do that, I'm like, I gave you no indication. Or I was just making nice conversation and not being right. a brat and being like, drive me. So yeah. I'm sorry that I spoke to you like a person. I, I'm sorry you thought that that meant I was really into you sexually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so if you're getting a coffee and you go to the same place every day and the person is hitting on you, like at what point do you say something? Do define you just... hitting on. Like, hey, beautiful. It's like, yeah, it's not my favorite thing. Right. But you have to define hitting on. You guys, if you're going to write your questions, you've got to be specific. Where is it? We're also all afraid of being sued. I had that in from the... When does it turn into harassment? Asking for a multitude of friends. What are your thoughts on baristas, bartenders, food service, pursuing a customer? Don't do it. You know, or you try, or you give them your number. I mean, if you're seeing them all the time, that is shitty. But if Mm -hmm. it's like someone walks in, big deal. If you're like serving hamburgers, if this isn't a career, big deal. Slip them your number. Give them the option to turn you down. Don't make it uncomfortable. And don't text them. Like, you're taking someone's information that's stealing. Right. Don't take information that you were not given there you for go. this purpose. There you go. Also, like, are you hot? Then it's probably cool. But if you're gross, just know that. You know when you're gross. 
<laughs> Welcome back to You Know When You're Gross. You do. You know it. I don't know. I think guys don't know as much when they're gross. Dudes know. Like, they know they're gross but don't care. Right, Scott? We know. We know. <laughs> See? I don't mean like Scott's that. I'm just saying. No, like, I, know. I, know I'm a, I know I'm a three and a half, so I, I walk, you know, I make three decisions Three and a half? Based on Out that. of what? Out of like six. <laughs> no. Three and a half. That's putting it mildly. No, three and a half is, that's not true. <laughs> I'm not going to rate you, but you're not a three and I'll a half. I'll kick it up to a four, but uh, you walk around and act <laughs> like you're a four. You'll have a safer life. I imagine a four nice is like a people. troll. Be nice. Although, yeah, I don't live under a bridge. You don't. You've never seen my apartment. <laughs> True. True. Does an overpass count as a bridge? Uh huh. Yeah. Well. Okay. <laughs> Shit. And I'm not talking about Dumbo. Okay. I watched a movie where Kate Winslet was supposed to be gross because this guy Patrick Wilson was married to Jennifer Connelly, and he's like, "But I like Kate Winslet too, even though she's boyish and dumpy, and her eyebrows are too big." And I was like, "It's Kate Winslet. Like, what are you talking about?" And yet, in that movie with Cameron Diaz, like she got Jack Black, and Cameron Diaz got Jude Law, which is like so like okay, cool, cool, Mm. eh, hot pink eighty. Hey, Eliza, I can't wait to see you in Louisville in March. What is your biggest guilty pleasure? A decadent dessert? A splurge of some kind? What do you do to indulge yourself? Self-care is so important. And with your busy schedule, I'm interested in how you treat yourself. A lot of people asked about your self-care routine. I have a huge issue with the term self-care because oftentimes when you see hashtag self-care, it's just like a bath. Self-care to me is like comprehensive medical exams and seeing a psychologist and mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Self-care has become this ubiquitous term that upper middle class people apply to just like relaxing. About a $6 coffee. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Self-care, you have the luxury of it because there's not bombs going off outside your window. Self-care, it's like just – it's not self-care. Like you just said something nice. Self-care makes to me is like more infirmed. Um, and it's just you're just living your life. It's not self. I don't know. There's something so delicate about that. But to answer your question, what do I do? And I don't believe in guilty pleasures, but I do do something that is a little gross. And I've talked about this. I love to peel off my toenails. You love to talk about it, too. It feels so good. I cannot stand long toenails on the soles of my shoes. Like if I curl my toes in my shoes, if I can feel Are my you toenails. you curling up your toes all the a time. lot in your I'm shoes? always moving. Always oh, moving. That's why you got a bad job. For sure. For sure. I try to clench my stomach instead of my jaw. Like, I'm always moving. It's hard to sit still. If I can feel my toenails on the insides of my shoes, I don't like it. So I'm always peeling off my toenails. It's one of the few damaging things you can do to your body that really <laughs> is not going to hurt you long term. But you're not you're not a fingernail biter. No. I'll peel them, but I'm not a biter. I love also eating handfuls of Sour Patch Kids when I get off stage, convincing myself that each color is the perfect one to end on, but then I try another color. Mm -hmm. Um, I also love to go for really expensive sushi and get shit canned Mm -hmm. during the meal. So those are things. My husband and I will go out for, like, an expensive dinner when we see each other. Mm -hmm. Those are, like, three things. Toenail, I do all the time. Sour Patch Kids, I do once in a while. Sushi, I do once in a while. I think that. Going for really nice sushi and getting just trashed. And then, yeah, and then just going home. Yeah. Tasty food and tasty alcohol. Yep. And tasty toes. Tasty, tasty toes. Ugh. The croutons of the body. That's what they are. <laughs> Ugh. What is that? <laughs> Crouton. You eat your nails, you know? Doesn't that sound... Oh, God. That's such a Just gross... Kidding. Doesn't that sound like an alien name? I am Crouton. <laughs> Lord of the Croutons. I am Crouton, Lord of the... That's strong names. Right? Does this sound like a bong? A really small one. Little tiny yeah, bubbler. Yeah, a little bit like a little bong. bird. Who uses a bong? <laughs> what are all the stores on Hollywood Boulevard? They got to have a clear out sale. Yeah, all those bongs that they, they've been selling for 10 years for nicotine. Yeah. Vape stores are taking over. What a life. Yeah. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. 
It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. At Janie Ludal. You are taking too much time in between questions and people are going to think the podcast is over. How do you handle being ghosted? We were in a relationship and out of the blue, he just stops replying to all form of communication, having a hard time dealing with it. You be strong. Jamie. And Janie. You, Janie. Change your name to Jamie. It's easier. <sighs> and you never text back. Okay? Ever. You be strong because you will wake up every day a little bit stronger knowing that you did not give in. If somebody ghosted on you, they are a piece of shit or you did something wrong. Either way, there's no <laughs> coming back. For real. Like you might have. You might have done something that was a turnoff and he was just like, goodbye. There's ghosting and then there's ghosting. There's we went on a date. I didn't like it. Goodbye. And you know what? I think that's fair. It's mm-hmm. not the kindest. If you've like slept together and he ghosted, that's not cool. Yeah. But there, you're not going to text him and be like, what the fuck? And he's going to be like, you're right. Thanks for calling me out. I do love you. <laughs> Ever. Right, Scott? Sack me up here. Yeah. So, okay. Do you agree with me or are you saying yeah? No, I agree. Yeah, you're right. If you ghosted someone, they're not interested. You also don't want their attention then. If they ghosted on you, it means they found something better to do and you don't want to be sloppy seconds. Right. Or even like let's say you reach back out and they're like, all right. It's because mm-hmm. they weren't that interested. They're just like, okay, well, fine. Oh, sorry. This is I was busy. Easy. No, they're not into you. Yeah, yeah. Don't chase somebody who's running away from you. Do not chase. Boys don't chase girls because it's scary. Girls don't chase boys because it's gross. <laughs> Not the way it goes. Next question. Okay, you're going to read Stay the next strong. one because it looks like you have some thoughts as you're reading it. Here's a really frustrating screen name. Laura dot underscore dot unicorn. I've stopped reading the dots and underscores. FYI, everyone, figure out what your name is. Yeah. I have a friend who's dating somebody I don't approve of. He's 20 years older than her and that I can keep an open mind about. But here's the thing, dot, 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 he's married. (sighs) Apparently, it is an open marriage, and he and his wife are no more than roommates, according to him. Uh, Hashtag, side note, he's lying. That's such a standard, like, we're more like roommates. The amount of times I've heard that from, like, friends that are dating married men. He's a fucking liar. End of story. 
When it all started, I expressed my feelings to her that I don't think it's okay and that she deserves someone who would commit to her 100%, etc. She responded by building up walls and shutting me up for months. Over three years later, he has just moved in with her, but he's still married and to my knowledge has made no moves to divorce his wife. Okay, so maybe maybe they're actually separated. I have learned that whenever I express my true disdain, she doesn't want to hear it and she shuts me out. So in order to keep her in my life, I have to pretend like everything is fine and dandy and that her relationship is normal and healthy, even though truly I feel like I'm doing wrong by her by holding back. Should I be honest with her or let her live the way she wants? Okay, here's the facts. At first, I thought he was lying. But if he's moved in with her, like genuinely, not like, oh, I see her three times a week, but like moved in, it might be really expensive to get a divorce. It's not very promising for this girl if she wants to get married, but let's pretend it's the best of all options. Let's say it's expensive. He and the wife really did grow apart. They can't get a divorce at this time. If her behavior isn't hurting anyone and they truly are in love and you're not hurting anyone, including herself, then you need to get over it. You don't have to be friends with this person. You've clearly made yourself heard. I had a friend that was in a really shitty abusive relationship and all of us kept telling her over and over and he cheated on her and all this stuff, and it took her a year to realize it. And it was only once it was over that she was like, wow, I can't believe I didn't listen. So there is a fogginess to it. She might not be able to hear you. But if she's actually happy and this is going to work, and here, I mean, you said three months later? Over three years later, they're still together? You might have to let it go. Because she clearly is in it to win it. And she might be throwing away her future, but it's hers to throw away. So if you can't go get, like, a pedicure with this girl, <laughs> maybe just don't be friends with her. You have that right, too. You know? What do you think? Right? Yeah, I mean, if that— You think if, I'm right. Next well, question. I, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. As long as everyone knows the deal and it sounds like as long as this woman does know what's up, the other woman, then that's— you, You'll be there for her if and when this falls apart. But there is a version—and again, I don't know the facts— where. Divorces are expensive or they are just separated and that's Mm -hmm. that. But it doesn't seem like she's hurting anyone. I'm always a big thing. I'm proponent for like if you – if no one's getting hurt and the two are genuinely happy and it just seems shitty but like everyone's cool, get over it. Or just don't be friends with her. You can distance yourself. Right. If you think that she is doing a bad thing and she won't listen to you and you can't deal with it, don't 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 be friends with her. I don't know why Mm -hmm. everybody has this desire to like hang on to these friends all the time. If someone sucks, like be done with it. Right. And you can't save everybody. And and you didn't say anything like he's abusive or loud. Like if it seems like decent, you might want to ask why. Or take him out to coffee and be like, what, you know, he's probably not going to tell you the truth anyway, but... Right. Fair I mean, enough. it's it's a weird situation, but as long as they're not doing anything bad, like what? And remember, divorce is expensive. Involved. Yeah. All right. So that's the answer. Okay. Dot, dot, dash, dash, Morse code. Help my friend. Quickly. Uh, quickly. Lou Maddie LA. lose the audience if you I, have all these pauses. I recently got engaged to love of my life for the past seven years. We met through a sister who was a close friend. She's never been happy about our relationship, but since our engagement, she's been silent is she just a bitch or did I commit the cardinal sin of dating a friend's brother? Okay, but you're getting engaged, so it's not like a fling. Here's what you do. Threaten to call off the <laughs> wedding and let him make her deal with it. Mm. Ultimatums are underrated. <laughs> That's what I would do. I'd be like, I will set this on fire and fuego until no. you deal with this. Uh, usually that goes the other way. It's more like, Oh, you're fucking my little sister, and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. You guys are engaged now. So who cares if you dated? You clearly love each other. She, The sister might just be a giant bitch. And right. also, like, that sucks, but, like, if she can't be happy for you, he's going to pick you over her because guess what? You're the one he has sex with. And men Hopefully. will always pick the one that they have sex with over any sort of uh, fealty to a relative. They cut out their moms all the time. So. Do they? Okay. I, I made my husband stop talking to his mom. Nuh-uh. No, she's great. <laughs> she's great. She's awesome. Um, But yeah, that girl just sounds like a bitch. Right. I would be curious to know what the friendship was like prior to this. Yeah, you said it's a close friend, and it's not like it, you've been dating for seven years. This and person just sounds— Seven Ask years, her what her like, problem yeah, is. Yeah, if you're close, talk to her. It's not like your husband's yeah. weird sister you don't know. So weird. Also, again, ultimatums are underrated. Go up to him and be like, mm-hmm. you want this hot puss? Ugh. Talk to your sister. 
Otherwise, no one gets me and I'm out of your life. And he'll be like, no, don't go. Sis, why are you being such a monster? Try it. (laughs) Try making a scene. See what happens. Mm. Next question. Simply one, Marcella. We need a new catchphrase for next question. Proximo pregunta. Simply one, Marcella. I want to get married on April Fool's Day, but my fiance says no, but I find it fun and like everyone would have a fantastic day. What do you think? That is a horrible, horrible idea. It flies in the face of the seriousness of marriage. It's not cute. It's not funny. Everybody wants to spend that day pranking their teachers anyway. We don't do a holiday wedding. Nobody wants to. It's not really a holiday. You're (laughs) opening yourself up to some shenanigans. Yeah, look, I do. No, I don't. (laughs) Don't do a joke wedding. But, like, you wrestled with this a little bit. You wanted to do some jokes in your wedding. Like what? Like you wanted to have like little vegetables. Like little, that wasn't a joke. Wanted, not, I know, but that's that was how a good idea. It. I know, I and know. And everyone I know. shit but on everyone me. Everyone thought it would be like okay. real jokey. You were gonna have like a cauliflower. Like people thought it was very jokey. People don't know what you're talking about. Let me explain it. Okay. I my whole life I've never thought about my wedding, but the one thing I knew for sure was that I was going to have a cauliflower bouquet. Cauliflower is already naturally in the shape of a bouquet, and it's white, which weddings are. Wouldn't that be beautiful? And I thought it was so unique and cool, and everybody shit on me until I was so crestfallen <laughs> that I got a really dope bouquet of, like, cool flowers. But still. You almost here's... saved yourself 1200 bucks on Etsy, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> P.S. That bouquet was still really expensive. But the, the problem is, because you're a comedian, it would have been seen as a joke. It was like, oh, it's a joke. It's not being taken seriously. It was funny, but it also was super practical. However... It, it's it's right up there with, like, Red Sox-themed weddings. Like, oh, elegant. Right. I mean, if you do it on April Fool's, like, you're doing it because you think it would be funny. Do you think your wedding's going to be a real laugh riot? Here's like, the thing. Here's the thing. It's also, what the sense I get is that it's the girl saying it to the boy. Uh-huh. Yeah, nobody likes a funny girl. <laughs> so uh, take it down a notch. Take it from me. <laughs> Chill out on the practical jokes. I mean, no practical jokes. They're bad. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, fake poop. On the aisle. Oh, fake heart attack. Oh, wait, it was real. Oops, dad's dead. This actually sounds like a great wedding. Just lots of fake poops everywhere. Just fake turds everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to my wedding. Welcome to shit castle. (laughs) Don't do April Fool's. It's just not. The sheen will wear off of that. Yeah. And then every year when you, like, go out to dinner and the waiters, you're like, oh, it's my anniversary. Can we have some cake? And the waiter's like, April Fool's, you got me. It's a dumb holiday, probably rooted in some weird medieval theory about menstruation and a pocket full of posy and the plague. So I don't Mm know. When do you ever hear the word fool? Oh, yeah, you made a fool out of me. And a raspberry fool is like a dessert. What is that? The bakers have been tossed with making a raspberry fool. A fruit fool. What is it? What is it? It's an it? English dessert. It's made by folding pureed stewed fruit into, into sweet custard. Tasty. So it's, is it? It's, a it's like a trifle without the cookies. Oh. It's a cob without the good part. There you go. <laughs> and there's cream. So it's it's like a yogurt. It's just like cream with, it's fruit and cream. Okay. Okay, next question. Live in Don't La do Vida it, April nerdy. Fools. Don't do it. What? Live in La Vida Nerdy. Where was your first stand-up show? How'd it go? No, it went... Uh, it was at a bar, and it ended up not going well, and I'm not pursuing stand-up, and I actually work um, in the marketing department of a large agency. Next question. No, but your first one, do you now, remember it? Of course I remember it. I don't want to answer this. Why? It was at a bar. It was My first stand-up show in L.A. Mm-hmm. was at a bar called Room 5, which is now closed. It was above a Malfi restaurant, which is also now closed. And there's this group called White Boy Comedy, which has nothing to do with the type of people they had uh but it was like a group that put on stand-up shows and this guy they gave me my first spot if you go to whiteboycomedy.com my headshot is still up there oh my god from 10 years ago yeah but that's what it was it was at a bar i think i did seven minutes i think i had a joke about like herpes and traffic and pizza Mm -hmm. and uh i guess it worked out okay it turned out well don't you're don't do that (laughs) do not stare at me it's unsettling and you have beady eyes. <laughs> Carson Don't the bird stare. St- Carson the Stitch Witch. My boyfriend's ex-wife recently went back to using his last name on all her social media yeah. after being divorced for over four years. Yeah. Uh-huh. Post-divorce, she returned to her maiden name legally 
And until a few weeks ago, her accounts all had her maiden name, too. Both he and I are uncomfortable with the switch, but I have no idea how to handle it gracefully. Listen to me. Block her. She's a crazy person. That's my answer. Or the more uh, compassionate answer is, what's the last name? Because if his last name is Smith and hers is like Dicklick, I don't blame her. I also low-key stalked you. Like I looked you up. And you don't tag your boyfriend in your pictures because I was <laughs> – you have a picture of you and your boyfriend doing all kinds of things, but you don't tag your boyfriend, which I, I guess I don't tag my husband either because I was going to look him up to see his last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a psycho move unless she has a terrible last name. For but it to be for four, four years, years later. Block her. This woman is like one step away from suing you for like occupying her, your husband's sexuality. Block this woman. Run. Do not walk away. What should the husband do? Like, does he need to say something to her? She she has the right to have whatever name she wants. But can he go, hey, what's up? Just because your name is Penis Finger doesn't mean my last name can't. There's plenty of penis fingers. Uh, If anything, you're—I mean, you're—it's your boyfriend. See, it's not your husband. So it's kind of like—but it is his ex-wife. You don't know. She sounds—that sounds like a crazy person move. Uh, For sure. But does he he have any obligation to say something? I would just let it go. Okay. She's just going to have that name, and you don't have to deal with her. You don't want to interact with this person. No. I would be interested to know what the last names are. I know. Please write back in, Carson Stitchwitch. Did she have a terrible last name? Yeah, let us know. You can just DM it. Karina Isabella, how to stop giving a shit about making time for friends who suck and don't do the same for you? Okay, I've been thinking on this one. The more you stop giving the more of a chance you will get to see what flows back your way. Sometimes, because I understand what you're saying. You're saying, how do I, I don't want to care so much about friends who don't seem to care about me. I want to just shed this perspective on it. It might not be that they don't care. I'm in a similar boat. I'm kind of like a social butterfly. I'm always planning parties. (laughs) But it's true. Like, I'm always planning parties. I'm always going to things. Is that lame that I describe myself as social butterfly? I just... I initially would say well, that's not that's not how I would describe. I'm not you, a social but butterfly, you, but I have things to do. Yeah, you're just busy, but you are the one that throws the parties. So there you go, and so, does the big groups. A social mm-hmm. caterpillar. Okay, but I am the one who I have the parties, I have the events to go to, I have the things, and I'm always inviting people. I'm always creating reasons. And this year, I like hit a brick wall and I canceled my own Christmas party. I was like, I'm just tired. I always do all this stuff, and I don't feel it's ever reciprocated. Sometimes when we are those proactive kind of people, we don't give people a chance to want to to invite us to stuff because we're always doing it. If you're always creating occasions, then people are always seeing you. So sometimes you have to give people a chance to come to you. If you kind of just stop, take some time for yourself and just chill out for a second, Mm -hmm. you will find more people ask you to do stuff. And you will find that the people who you were asking that weren't reciprocating aren't reciprocating. Those aren't your great friends. Mm -hmm. But I kind of – I stopped doing things as much and to focus on more things that I'm doing. And I've found people have asked me to do stuff when I never thought they would. Mm-hmm. And so, that's a very satisfying feeling. Yeah. So rather than vilify them, which I love to do, yes. just let them come to you and not everybody will be as fast as you. That's it. Also know that like you're on the road a lot doing stand-up so like, you can't make a lot of things. So people probably just don't invite you because they know you're busy like crushing Yeah. You. I mean I – if I was, like, your bud that didn't know your schedule, I would be like, why Why invite her? She's gone every single weekend. I invite you to everything, and you decline every invitation. I do not. I go everything. to stuff all the time. You didn't come to my party I had recently. I already had plans. Yeah. You asked me, like, the night before. You're like, oh, by the way, tomorrow I'm doing something, and I already have plans. That's how the party train rolls. That's <laughs> not how it I appears. roll. All right. Well, then you don't get to roll with the with the cool kids. I we see each other every day. I'm just saying. Can you? I mean, if on if I was like, hey, Eliza, you want to go to a movie on Saturday? No, exactly. But that's different. Right. It was a party, and one sitting with you, listening to you breathe in a dark theater. I do not breathe loud. Whoa, she took on bridge. Well, because I get mad at loud breathers. I know that's why I said it because I know you (laughs) so well. Because I love you so much. I feel like maybe you would be a you'd be munching or talking over there, and then I'd have to. Quit. I would not talk. I respect the cinema. Okay, all right. I went to film school. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you get? What degree did you get? I got three degrees. Okay, you're you're a bitch. 
Ashley Cliffus. This is for baby arm and you, Eliza. Ooh, double gift. When you are just livid in the need to throat punch somebody, what is your go-to thing? Do you just scream or listen to some heavy metal and rock the fuck out? I'm scared to think of what you do. You're like, I make a hair doll and I pee right on it. <laughs> I pee right on their faces. Gross. I, I don't know. Are you talking about in traffic? Are you talking about just livid? When you are the maddest you get. I probably talk at you about it. You probably immediately call whoever you're mad at. I don't know. It depends. Is it like a business thing? I usually find someone to vent to that works with me or for me. (laughs) And then I'll just stew on it and invent fake scenarios where I like beautifully orate and articulate my point and they're so floored Mm -hmm. by my vocabulary that they're like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, do I have to make a phone call (laughs) and have you ruined in this town? I have a fantasy where I like exert power and then eventually I get over it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Punching a pillow really does help. Does it? It really does. If you're really upset, it's a great way to get out aggression. Mm -hmm. I've taken many a boxing class where I envision someone's face and that is motivation. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, physical activity always helps. You will always feel better after a workout, getting some of those thetans out and get your endorphins running. Yeah. LA gets that joke. Related to that, Moto Moto says, at this point in your career, this may not resonate with you, but I'm curious if you have any advice. How do you work with people you find completely inept? You have no choice. You have no choice. Um, I put pe- – I, I actually – if you can, I put people between me and the ineptitude. I hire as many – it will either be my assistant – and this is like a not a relatable answer – I think a sign of success is how many people you can put between you and a problem. <laughs> because, like, you, like, I have done shows where the marketing department is inept. They're yeah. like, how about we have her pose with a dick and be like, dating is hard, you know? <laughs> people that just don't get you. So the more people that intervene on your behalf, mm-hmm. your assistant, your publicist, your agent, your manager, yeah. then they can do your bidding for you and you don't have to look like a jerk and it'll mm-hmm. spare you the heartache. I try to put as much on Emily as possible and she... Mm-hmm. Absorbs that, and you email people. Mm-hmm. That way I don't have to deal with it. Um, you're talking about just, like, someone at work that's inept. Just I- inept. Is, if you have to deal every day, and I've dealt with this, uh, not even necessarily for you, but at other jobs I've had, where you're working with someone who's just bad at their job. Yeah. It, I don't know because I have to do it so often. Mm. Listen to me. This is, like, my motto for life. Ineptitude abounds. Most people are deeply, deeply stupid. Set your expectations low. That way, when they do the bare minimum, you're like, oh, great job. And just know that if you want to get something done, you're going to have to do it yourself. Uh, And seek out those smart people and take over and quickly enslave the stupid ones. Uh, But there's nothing you can do about it. Stupid people are everywhere, getting jobs everywhere, doing bad jobs everywhere. The more prepared you are for it, the less of a shock it'll be Mm -hmm. when they, like, fuck up your shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, writing a really passive-aggressive email, I am brilliant at the art of this, is Yours very satisfying. Yours are so good that they're not even, like, they don't even read passive-aggressive. Right. They're suggestive, and it's very satisfying because you can often, with a very well-crafted email, mm-hmm. get what you want out of someone. Yeah. Whether it's admitting that they messed up or conveying that someone else messed up. Mm-hmm. If you are a good writer. You do love to get a Ooh. name. <laughs> Of someone. I love, I'm the first one to be like, give me a name. What's that person? So aggressively. Like, if I'm just real casually like, oh, you know, I talked to the person. You're like, what? Who are they? Go to the source. What they I don't want to hear. Show me their email. I want to hear, I want to talk to your boss. Yeah. And not like I want to talk to a manager. Like, if I'm spending money and doing business Mm -hmm. or it's my brand or my life and you're fucking up but there's someone above you that could do better and I can deal with them. Yeah. I will not hesitate to cut you out of that process. And I would. If you've proven yourself worthless. I would never. I would never lie to you because you would figure it out so quickly and it would yeah. be so embarrassing. I have a very vivid memory of going to McDonald's as a child with my mother and like they stopped serving breakfast at 1030. This was also I think later duplicated in like Big Daddy. Uh, and we arrived at like 1029 and they were like, no, we can't serve it. We've thrown it out. And my mother went behind the counter and spoke to the manager who was super cool. 
I think her name was like Maria and she was like a working mom yeah. and my mom was a working mom and like they became friends and she served us breakfast and like we went back there forever and like the two women were cool because yeah. Maria was like, yeah, that's not the way to do it. You right. don't talk to the employee that's like, I don't know, I don't care. Yeah. You go to the manager that understands business and is like, yeah, I want to keep this customer and we have the food here and right. we were we stopped serving early. Yeah. So many people have the power to say no. And you deal with them. Very few have the power to say yes. I will she find She went that. behind the counter? Behind the counter. Damn. Your mom gets stuff done. Ronnie does not fuck around. Mm-hmm. I also have a vivid memory of my best friend Michelle's mom going into the kitchen of the original House of Pancakes and talking to a manager. Oh so boy. who knows? what? I don't remember that story, though. That was a little much. <laughs> Judy, That's that was where you line. draw the line? You draw the line at other people's parents doing it. <laughs> well, you know what? You can do top of the cob now. Some things aren't right, and if you can rectify them, I my husband makes fun of me because I'm, like, from the bureau—I think it was Jamie, like, the Bureau of Small Corrections. Like, I'm just there with my, like, tiny hamster pen to right all the small wrongs, every injustice, every person who cut in front of me in line, they will be fined. You will go after them. I will go after them, the tough cases that you don't want to deal with. It's time for Top of the Cob. It's the Top of the Cob. We're doing it right. Every day, you just take a bite. Top of the cob. Top of the cob. Scrap of the rub. Tiniest tub. Littlest hog. Uh, my bottom of the cob today. Okay. I hate it. I love it when it rains. Mm-hmm. It doesn't rain that much in L.A. and it's been so gray. I hate it when I'm settling into a cold, cozy, rainy day mm-hmm. and the clouds part and the sun comes <laughs> beating down. Because then it warms the atmosphere and it's just humid. And I was like, I was just getting cozy. So most people are like, oh, and the sun came out. No. I want it to stay gray. I already locked into that emotion for the day. Mm -hmm. Sun coming out. Now I'm in sweats and Uggs and I'm hot in the car. Yeah. I don't like that sun coming out. No. Your bottom? Uh, Small talk with people that don't know when to end it. Oh, you are the queen of facilitating that because you are too nice. It's just like you're talking about that guy this morning specifically today, but Mm -hmm. it happens all the time. Just when you're like, okay, gotta go, and they're like, anyway. So I saw, and you're like, what are we doing? Here's your problem. You make it. You facilitate that. How, but you just walk away. They're too stupid to realize that that's rude. Just walk away. Like, okay, I gotta go. Bye, and just walk away. Okay. That feels so weird. It is weird. Uh, but I know you're talking about there's a guy that does work for people. Like he's a handyman on our street, and I saw him today. He won't look. He won't speak to me because he knows that I won't talk to him because I don't want to get into a two-hour fucking conversation about Jefferson Airplane or whatever, like, weird hippie shit he's doing. That guy's weird. And my neighbor was like, he's harmless. And I'm like, okay, well, just be—I don't need to talk to you. Right. That's why my bottom is, like, not even, like, some— maniac it's like just somebody who is harmless by all accounts just taking up my time you don't need to do small talk you'll notice i've noticed this like a lot of like when we're on like comics or celebrities it is rude because you want to be kind to people Mm -hmm. but i've been talking less lately a because my jaw hurts but b (laughs) not feeling the need to fill up the air and just letting it be yeah and not even and the more i do it the less i feel the need to talk and interject random things and you kind of you reserve a little bit of power with that. Then it's like, oh, what's up with that person? You're like, mm-hmm. I'm just, I got nothing to say until I'm ready. It's also kind of a bitchy way to be. But every once in a while, I'm just too ex- exhausted to engage. Fair. My top of the cob is a plump, tasty, specifically red and yellow combo sour bright crawler. Sour it's those worms. Crawler. They come in a black plastic bag. Do they have legs? No, it's a worm. They're just a worm. And there's there's blue and pink, mm-hmm. and there's green and orange, but mm-hmm. the yellow-red combo worm is yeah. the tastiest one. And somebody gave me a box recently, and I ate, like, four of them out of there, and then I gave the box away and acted like I hadn't opened it. How did you pretend you hadn't opened it? Had like it? A little, it was in a box. It had, like, a little sticker, and I just sealed the sticker back down. So if you were working at the theater in Red Bank, New Jersey this weekend, just know that I ate some of those worms before I gave it to you. Uh, or maybe it was Philly. You go around and fix little wrongs with things, but you're also a miniature terrorist. <laughs> miniature terrorist. Yeah. Miniature, I am the VP of the miniature terrorism department. But I shared it. Yellow and uh, and red Sour Bright Crawler is the okay. tastiest one. Close second is the blue and pink one. Distant third is the orange and green one. Oh, boy. Fight me on it. But you'd still eat it. Of course. You just don't like it as much. Correct. Okay. Uh, in a dire situation, I would eat it. <laughs> on a desert island. Yeah, a dire desert island. All right, your, your top of the cup? My top of the cup. You know, sometimes you wake up and you're like, today's going to be a good day. 
and there's no reason, and you're just like, this is going to be great. Work's going to be good. I'm going to come home. Okay, I really don't like that you didn't do your job. What? And I don't know that feeling. <laughs> you you don't ever have, like, because some days you're like, oh, today's going to be really stressful, or I'm worried about this thing, or I've got to get this done. But some days you're like, you know what? I'm ready to tackle my day. I always, um, I find myself usually on Mondays going to bed and thinking to myself, it's going to be a big week. Time for your big debut. It's going to be a big week. You also, though, have such a weird schedule. Like, I can go to bed on, like, a Thursday and be like, tomorrow's Friday. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to come home. I'm going to put on my PJs. Then I got the weekend for me. It's the weekend. I but look you are to always. You like a positive outlook. And you know what? I don't disagree. I also am a big fan of changing your outlook. Like, you could have a shitty day. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to be like, today's a shitty day. But if you're like, no, today's going to be a great day. No, I shut down. Okay, good to I'm know. I'm very negative. True. That's why when I do have a day where I'm like, today's going to be great. It's a top of the cob day. So your mental chemicals dictate it. Like you open your eyes and it's like, Emily, informing you, today will be a great day. You're I would like, say ah. maybe twice a month I wake up and I'm like, yes. Here's what you do. You reach under your mattress and if your soda hasn't spilled over in the night, it's going to be a great day. That space under my mattress. That's right. I sleep on the floor. Top of the cob. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.